Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I am Andrew Kahn. I'm Ryan Zook. I'm Aaron McMahon. I feel like we all have fresh haircuts, by the way. We used to talk about that. Um, that was like a thing on this podcast. I, I just went away. I just did stuff with my hair today just as I got the preview uh, video coming uh, up. That's the only reason why. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm the only one who's actually gotten a haircut recently. Yeah. Right, fair enough. <laughs> um, Michigan football is coming off. Uh, a game that uh, you know, some within the program was the word embarrassed use. I guess I'm not sure. I Certainly, heard that was that was Charles Woodson was embarrassed. Yeah. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, um, you know, unacceptable. That word unacceptable. was used, and um, yeah, extremely disappointed. And and in uh, not just the performance, but specifically, you know, effort was you know was mentioned a lot. Hustle. Uh, it was a 35 to 14 loss uh, at Wisconsin in, in the Big Ten opener. So yeah, a lot to a lot to unpack here. I, I guess I'd like to start with kind of the things we mentioned going into this game. Uh, even though you know two of us did pick uh, Michigan to to lose in the game, we talked about things that could be um, advantageous for Michigan going into this game. You know that hadn't happened in the previous uh, two games, and you know just kind of going through those things. One of them, okay, John Runyon uh, comes back, and the offensive line. You know now it, all all the starters. Um, are back and you know this this group can can really be potentially elite as that was mm-hmm. the thought going into the season offensive line did not look good at all no it didn't uh donovan people's jones the return of him uh to the field you know he could be a, yeah. a playmaker he was he was a non-factor one catch mm-hmm. uh and shea patterson you know potentially being 100 percent healthy <laughs> and getting out there he, he did not look particularly good nor you know, he fully hard? healthy. Nor is he um, so, like, kind of all these things that we talked about that could be positives um, were, were not in any way, shape, or form for Michigan. No. Uh, if I was Jim Harbaugh or a Michigan fan, I would be – I'd be embarrassed too. I mean, you give up nearly 500 yards, almost four on the ground. Uh, not only that, but coming off of a bye week, uh, you know, you have two weeks to, in, in essence, get better offensively and prepare – um, you know, they, they look bad. They look, they look, they look slow at the get go. Um, they looked like a team that just wasn't, wasn't there, wasn't ready. Uh, and, and you saw the result. That, that was one reason why I picked Michigan. I thought with, with two weeks to prepare with some key pieces coming back, um, they already had that close, closest tape against army. And sometimes when teams do that, you can breathe a sigh of relief and then really get focused and dialed in and know we have to be better in the next games. And that just was not the case at all on Saturday. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was some, uh, some vertical passing that uh, we saw late in the game. And I think there's, you know, a lot of reaction of where was this, you know, throughout the game? Well, why weren't we seeing this? Well, they, they had I, the first play of the game, the, the, sure. the long pass to Ronnie Bell. But after that, it was it was all downhill. After that. Right. that was more kind of looked like a broken play. And then yeah. Ronnie was on the sidelines and then he kind of did the rest by himself. Yeah, that was a lot yeah. of running after the catch for right. sure. But yes, yeah, it's still a big play. Yeah. Um, you know, I will point out that Wisconsin had, you know, two members of, of, of the secondary ejected for targeting, uh, you know, before a lot of those plays happened. So, um, you know, I'm sure I'm sure that helped uh, to a certain extent. Um, but, yeah, this was uh, this was not not good. And then even the running back situations, Zach Charbonnet runs 33 times against uh, Army. And then there's rumors swirling about his health mm-hmm. status heading into Wisconsin. And then he gets two carries for a minimal gain. And, uh, yeah, who knows what, what the deal was with him. And it's, this, this team doesn't have an identity right now, and they need to find one quick. And we talked a lot about this offense coming into the season, how, you know, how they were 
with the speed and space and this more up-tempo scheme and everything else, the whole point of this offense was to alleviate some of the pressure off the defense. Because last year, when you go back and look at last year, what Michigan was able to do, they relied on their defense so much. Mm -hmm. And I think most folks understood coming into this year that this defense wasn't going to be as good. So mm-hmm. the offense needed to take it up a notch. And we talked, we heard all all preseason, all you know, camp, whatever that, you know, this this offense was going to score a lot and 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 you know take the pressure off the defense, get them off the field as much as they were last year. We just haven't seen it. You know, between turnovers, they had four more on Saturday, uh, penalties, mistakes. Um, it's it's been one thing after another, and you saw what happened when you when you put the defense this Michigan defense this year on the field for 41 minutes on Saturday. Uh, Wisconsin had their way on the ground with, with them. Yeah, is it? I, we we talked before the season. Probably the two biggest question marks heading was the interior of the defensive line and the running back depth. And I mean, all throughout spring or fall camp, we heard like, yeah, that's these guys can fill in and there's not going to be much of a drop off. And I mean, obviously not being able to pra- watch practices, we can see that, but we were, we're all pretty skeptic on what that's going to look like. And it's proven out. Yeah. There is a big, big hole at those positions left from last year. I think, you know, I said this the other day, I think Jack Charbonnet can be the number one guy. I mean, we've, we've seen him, we saw him, you know, rush for hundred yards, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago against army. Uh, it sounds like he's going through something. Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, he's obviously Jim, hurt in some way. I Jim mean, Harbaugh won't say it. I asked him point blank after the, the game on Saturday if he was hurt, and he said no. But then he, he qualified it and said he was limited. So that mm-hmm. tells me he's dealing with something. Uh, they won't say what. Again, we asked. I asked him again this week about status for this week uh, against Rutgers, and it sounds like Charbonnet is good to go, whatever mm-hmm. that means. Uh, but if if Charbonnet is one hundred percent and he can't get he can't carry the football, he only got two carries for six yards on Saturday. Right. He played he was in the game quite a bit, uh, just more pass protection and I think more as a decoy than anything else. But mm-hmm. if they can get the run game going, um, opponents are know opponents are going to know what they're doing. Uh, Michigan's trying to do it's going to hurt their passing game, which is what they're trying to do to set up the run. Uh, in Michigan, I don't see having much success offensively here in the here in the next few weeks. Right now, now they didn't run the ball a ton overall. Part of that was just a function of being down as many Correct. points as they were, as quickly as they were. Um, you know that that your your trend is going to be more towards passing. Um, but there were carries to be had there early in the game, and they they weren't really going to him. I mean, Christian Turner got got six carries. That was you know double what what anyone else got. Um, yeah, Charbonnet just had had the two as you mentioned. Um, ben Mason, of course, got one. Um, as Michigan continued its trend of uh, fumbling the ball away on its on its opening possession, um, a lot of a lot know. of people criticizing the decision to do that, mm-hmm. and I'm 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 split on it because yeah. you know Michigan made their living last year with Mason in the red zone and on the goal line with 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 you know goal line rushes, mm-hmm. um, so it, it made sense from that standpoint. But they were at the seven yard line to, yeah. to, right. to hand the ball off to him and mm-hmm. expect him to plow through the. The, the Wisconsin defensive line for seven yards for a touchdown was, is I think unfair. Uh, and then you see him, you know, fumble the football, which isn't really Ben Mason. Like I can't recall him fumbling the football last year. Maybe he did. I just go back and look. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't, yeah. I don't recall either. I mean, he was like the reliable guy, like again, in short yarded situations, but it, it, right. it's kind of funny. I mean, it seemed like strange in a way. Okay. The guys moved to defense. What's going on. But you know, if you're, preferred starter is 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 limited uh and you know this is like old reliable from last year i mean it's almost just like Mm -hmm. you know no one is immune to to the fumbleitis this year i mean john runyon had a fumble in this game (laughs) off of a strange play um so yeah it's just i I don't know um that's the key here i think with this you mentioned 
your, that phrase, I don't know. I think mm-hmm. there are a lot of, I don't know at this point, this mm-hmm. Michigan football team. I don't know how, 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 how good this defense is. I don't know if Michigan can get past the early uh, mistakes here. It, to me, it looks like this Michigan offense is uncomfortable in what they're trying to do at this point. Uh, it's, it's clear they're trying to do something different with this offense. They're trying to do things that Michigan hasn't, um, you know, aren't, they aren't, these players aren't accustomed to doing. Uh, and you, you've seen that through three games. It's, it's an imbalanced play calling. Uh, you've seen all these penalties and fumbles and turnovers. And it's this, I don't know, Michigan clearly doesn't know. I don't think they know what they're, they're doing at this point. Um, and you had the, uh, you had the fumble early in the game. Um, and then shortly after that, also had a, a big play overturned on the Ronnie Bell catch. And I have heard people say, you know, about how that's a, that's a momentum swinger early in the game. Uh, I don't see how that changes things overall. I mean, I think it just would have de- delayed what what eventually still did happen. Yeah. I think everything still would have happened. So maybe this would have been 28 nothing. Yeah, it was, I mean, nothing. It was right. clear I mean, from the get go that Michigan's defense couldn't stop Wisconsin's right, game. They right. rushed for 359 <laughs> yards, and that was with Jonathan Taylor out almost like a full mm-hmm. quarter. So Wisconsin knew what they were going to do. West Michigan, and Michigan knew. Let's let's be clear. Michigan knew what Wisconsin was trying to do, and they still couldn't stop him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, you could say that yeah, Michigan could have scored in that first drive. You know, say Ben Mason didn't fumble and they they tied it up seven seven. I still don't think Michigan would have won that football game. It might have been closer. Final score might have been closer, like you said. All right. Uh, but it was clear from Michigan's offense that they they couldn't get things going. For me, I thought the biggest play was the the Ronnie Bell, the Ronnie Bell catch that was overturned because even uh, we were watching it online and even uh, Mike Pereira, whoever they had in the in the booth, said, "Yeah, that's even if it was ruled an incompletion, they would have ruled it to a complete pass after mm-hmm. he saw it." And then they did the opposite on the field. Mm-hmm. So, and then the next play or two plays after that, uh, Jonathan Taylor rips off a. Uh, long touchdown run and then at that point it's like all right this is gonna be a long long day for the Wolverines yeah so I mean I don't know it's like Michigan certainly owned you know owned the loss I mean how could you not I Mm -hmm. guess you know immediately after the game and then you know yesterday in in meeting with us um but I don't know it's like basically you know talk is cheap which is kind of a funny thing to say on a a podcast (laughs) but uh I just mean it is that nothing's really going to change the perception um, you know, until they go out and, and play and, and, mm-hmm. and you know, even prove, this prove week, us wrong. Even this week, if they go out and blow out Rutgers, what's really that trying to prove? They've blown out Rutgers the past four years, and they've had issues all the past four years, too. So it's going to be – the following week against Iowa, I think, is going to be the next kind of benchmark where they can really see where they're at if they've actually corrected a few things on both the offensive and defensive side of the ball. Yeah, you summed it up nicely. I mean, yeah. Ryan and I were talking about it yesterday. Michigan, they can get a victory on Saturday, and they probably will, but they won't be able to win in the public perception eye. Um, they can, I think the only thing they can do is is take a loss. And that doesn't mean it's a loss on the football field, but if they come out here struggling again offensively on Saturday and feel, you know, only put up 21, 25 points and it's a relatively close game, um, there's going to be more more outcry. No, I, I mean I've got like the same similar similar point here on, on my notes. So I completely agree. It's it's different than last year. I remember last year, kind of having this similar conversation on this mm-hmm. podcast after the Notre Dame loss. Um, you know, you knew the schedule. You know, going ahead, and and you kind of wondered, okay, well, when will, will they get their next chance to really prove what they can do? And we kind of, um, I, I feel like we circled that. Mm-hmm. It was actually that Wisconsin game. Yeah. Um, you know, it wasn't until mid October. Right. Um, and yeah, they, they showed out in that game. And again, that was part of a, of a long winning streak after that 
know, season opening loss this week, this season is different. Like you said, maybe this week, no, but boom, next week after that, it it will get real. Iowa has proven to be, you know, a good enough team that they'll, they'll be a, they'll be a significant challenge. So, you know, we'll get to see kind of what, what they've learned. Um, Iowa kind of plays that similar style as Wisconsin, smash ball football with the, with a pro style quarterback. We'll, we'll find out. Right. Right. uh, We'll find out how, how, you know, if, if Michigan has made some gains here, here in probably two weeks. But, you know, you you look around the country, I mean, obviously Wisconsin, they're, 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 Michigan is lagging behind them because they've just played them head to head. But I don't know if you watch that, you know, Notre Dame-Georgia game, like mm-hmm. later that night, Dame, when you, you look like the, Notre Dame was a team that they, they hung, they were toe-to-toe yeah. with Georgia in that game. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, an, that's obviously another future opponent. Look what Ohio State is doing to teams, just, you know, 4-0 with just no close games at all. Um, you know, we mentioned Iowa, Penn got, State, undefeated. On the road. On the road. Um, yeah, these are teams that have all have, you know, at least, you know, one quality win in there so far. Uh I said this during the game uh, on Saturday during, during the Wisconsin. I may have tweeted it, but it, it, the loss to Wisconsin on Saturday eerily reminded me of 2017 when they went to Penn State and just got ran out of out of the stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, same season they went, they finished eight and four, and then and they lost that bowl game. Went finished eight and five. If Michigan doesn't figure things out quickly and, and figure out a direction with this offense and figure out an identity, something of which they the players have now admitted they don't have. Uh, this could be another eight and four season, or even worse, seven and five. I mean, the schedule is difficult. It's loaded because we just discussed. Um, it's not going to get any easier here here in a few weeks. I mean, it's you still got Mission State in there. You yeah, got, I mean, Maryland's kind of falling off a little bit, but that's still a road game. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of tough games here. Yeah, so if they're not careful, this 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 season could fall off the wheels. And I'm not saying it will. I mean, the, Jim Harbaugh sounded pretty adamant about getting things back on track. You know, he talked about uh, increasing physical physical play and practice this week, um, finding those guys that are going to hustle every play. Uh, you know, maybe maybe they find the magic and they get things figured out. You know, there there are a lot of talented playmakers in this offense as we talked about. There are there are options. It's just not about figuring out how to use them. Yeah, and listen, they were they were underdogs going into this game. Uh, you know, Wisconsin was ranked 13 in the country going into this game. Uh, you know. Majority of this podcast predicted a loss in this game. It's it's a loss could be uh, sustained. You know that's it could be a you could take a loss in this game and still have a, a fine season. You know yeah, it's the yeah, first yeah. game of the Big Ten right, season, right. so there's time to make up. It just makes the margin for error smaller. smaller of course, smaller. Yeah. it was just the way that they it lost. Happens. You know, then it it makes you kind of question a, a few things. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you want to really go glass half full approach, uh, you know, you can look at um, Ohio State, you know, just last year with uh, just taking a taking a beating in a game uh, at mm-hmm. Purdue. Yeah. And, you know, it just was a blip on the radar. Um, you know, what the problem know. <laughs> is the contrary to the, all that is sure. you know, the first two games what we've seen, um, you know, it, yeah, these issues have crept yeah, up already. Yeah, it's not like they blew, I mean, out of nowhere. They won the Middle Tennessee State game rather comfortably, but they struggled against Army. Um, so, to me, and they don't to, again. And we said this from the get go. I'm not surprised to be saying this, but this defense isn't what it was a year ago. They mm-hmm. don't have the playmakers and the dominant personalities on that field on the other side of the ball to keep Michigan in games when the offense can't figure it out. Right. Right. Uh, so the crutch isn't there anymore. You know, the, the offense was supposed to be the crutch this year. They were supposed to move down the field and in rapid pace and score and, and all this stuff. And two, three games, we, we just haven't seen it. We saw it a little bit 
week one, first half against Middle Tennessee State. Uh, but since then, you know, instead of dictating games, because keep in mind, when Josh Gash was hired, one of the first things he said about speed and space is they wanted to put the defense, defenses they played in conflict. Mm-hmm. Okay, they, they want Michigan want to dictate the pace of play and, and the way they're playing games. Right. The last two games against Army and, and Wisconsin, the other team has dictated the way they play. Uh, so if, if that doesn't flip here, uh, Michigan's in for I think a, a difficult year. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see, especially with with some of these receivers how they do things. I, there's, I'm not knocking Ronnie Bell in any way. He's been very he's been productive and made some some very good catches. Uh, you know, you got some other guys on there too that you're wondering, you know kind of what they're thinking about, you know, mm-hmm. kind of just the distribution of targets and things I think like that. that. If the end of the game showed anything uh, against Wisconsin, I mean, I feel like you have to try and give the ball downfield to Nico Collins more. I mean, there's not too many guys out there that can defend 6'4", 6'5", um, with his athleticism. Um, and that when they started to give him the ball, throw him the ball, throw him the ball downfield, mm-hmm. that's when they, I like you mentioned earlier, there was they didn't have their two starting safeties in there, but still, I mean, that's, right. Black had a nice catch. He kind of stole what could have been an interception away. Yeah. And uh, so we know what people's Jones can do, you know, if he's fully healthy. So, yeah, no, I agree. But um, I think, Aaron, you saw the Michigan projected, at least, you know, I saw the oh, yeah, ESPN yeah, yeah. projections. Those two writers have them in the Red Box Bowl. Right the now. Red Box Bowl, which is the same, the bowl, same bowl game Michigan State played in last season. Right. They, yeah, both Michigan or ESPN writers have, and keep in mind, they, they do this every week. Yeah. B- from the beginning of the season. Yep. Yeah. Bowl projections. Both of, both of them had Michigan in the Red Box Bowl playing USC. Uh, you know, if you're Michigan, you're a Michigan fan, I'm sure that's not where you want to see him at this point. I mean, you were hoping for something greater, whether it was a Rose Bowl or right. or whatever. I, so I, I can't stand bowl projections this early in the year, too. There's, I mean, we'll talk about it again when yeah. it's <laughs> It'll probably change. Sorry, I'm sorry I have offended you. That's all right. No, um, I told Aaron this yesterday. I'm like, I just I can't take any bowl <laughs> projection seriously until – at least midway through that the shows year. you a little bit of where they're, you know, in the pecking order in the big yeah. 10 right now. Um, that's what it is. Yeah. Right. Because you get those, the lower level bulls, it's all a pecking order and they get a certain pick at a certain, certain time. And right. based on how Michigan, you know, right now they've got one loss in the big 10, they've got no wins. So, mm-hmm. you know, that you're looking at from a, you know, uh, I guess strictly almost a standings perspective right, and then right. a brand perspective too. Right. So, um, all right. Well, as we've mentioned on to, uh, Rutgers this Saturday, noon kick mm-hmm. at the Big House, uh, Big Ten Network. Yes? Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, Rutgers, uh, you know, they have uh, – uh, they had two transfers from Michigan uh, this offseason that went there. Um, Drew Singleton is playing for them um, on the defensive side. Uh, linebacker, I believe. Uh, Ron Johnson is not. He's uh, He was never cleared to – he, he was never he never officially joined the team. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he transferred there as uh, hoping to be a grad transfer and therefore immediately eligible. Um, but he never, you know, from Rutgers side of things and, and some of their reporting at our sister site, NJ.com, no, uh, never actually did did graduate, um, you know, didn't didn't you know, complete his <laughs> course load or the paperwork, whatever. Either way, he uh, they were, you know, you, you read quotes from Chris Ash, their head coach, um, you know, just really in the even the week leading up to the season, you know, was optimistic that he was just about to join the team and it would get sorted out. Uh, either he just grew impatient or it never did. Uh, he is now at Towson, uh, which as an FCS school, um, dropping down from from the FBS to FCS level 
he's immediately right. eligible. Right. So it didn't matter that he hadn't graduated at that point for him to be able to play this year. Right. In other words, you know, to play immediately at another FBS school, he would have needed to be a graduate transfer. So now the fact that he, he might not be that doesn't matter. Um, and I see he has, you know, he has appeared in, you know, a couple of games for, for Towson. Um, but anyway, they had, they have, they do have Drew Singleton um, and they've got, uh, uh, it, look, it will be the same quarterback that uh, Michigan thoroughly dominated last year, Art Sitkowski. Um, he was, even though he's a true freshman then, so you know, I certainly believe players, especially quarterbacks, can make that jump uh, the second year. Um, I remember him playing you know, last year. He wasn't particularly good, but he was athletic. He mm-hmm. seemed like he had good control of the football. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I assume he'll be a better, better. Yeah, so you know they're they're certainly happy with the way he 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 threw the ball at you know last week over 300 yards, but it was still in a loss to Boston College, um, you know by two scores, a team that had lost by 20 to Kansas the week before, <laughs> you know Kansas had lost, even Coastal Carolina, you can just go down the line, like um, you know they're you know they beat UMass to open the season, but then a 30 to nothing loss to Iowa, and then you know this this they had the bye just like Michigan did, then you know come back and lost to, to Boston College, so you know Michigan. Uh, you know, three touchdown favorite or something like that, which four almost 28, 27 and a oh, half. 27 and a half. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Which, you know, you look at the scores as, as uh, you know, Ryan mentioned from the last four years and that's not surprising. Um, but yeah, I guess anything you want to, I feel like I'm, I'm the Rutgers defender on this podcast being the <laughs> New York guy, you know, programs always being bashed. We've talked about this before, you know, I was against the big 10 expansion to begin with, but you know, they had some some history of, of you know success there, recent success at the time they were brought into the Big Ten, but it's all just, just which I was apart. kind of unaware of. I was surprised with how going back and seeing uh, the Rutgers past seasons, I forgot that they had a few couple mm-hmm. of really good seasons in, in the early two thousands, mid two thousands. So, but, uh, but uh, recently, those are long in the yeah, past. Yeah, the movement to the Big Ten has yeah, changed. Yes. So um, yeah. yeah, but I mean, I guess any any you know things you're you're looking for. I mean the. the McCaffrey look is, is out. It sounds like doubtful. He, he's doubtful. Sean McCune is doubtful. Um, you know, it sounds like Shea Patterson is probable and going to play. Um, but still, if the offensive line played like it did against Wisconsin and he gets banged up, we might see more of Joe Milton. Yeah, he's the backup this week, so yeah. maybe perhaps we see more of him. I just want to see some continuity on the offense. I think they need to put together not only for the fans but just for themselves, like one full game of just – being able to move the football without turnovers and scoring points. Um, you know, if, if there's, if there's one time to play Rutgers during the season, this is probably the best perfect timing. Right. They, they can have an ability because no offense to Rutgers, but Michigan should win this game and should win it handily. Um, one interesting note that hasn't come up a ton. Um, Rutgers defensive coordinator uh, is a guy by the name of Andy Boo. Mm-hmm. Uh, first year at Rutgers. He was the defensive coordinator the last three years at Maryland. He coached Jim Harbaugh at Stanford in the late 2000s. He was mm-hmm. Harbaugh's um, linebackers coach and co-defensive coordinator. Uh, so he's familiar with Jim. Jim actually brought up Andy Boo in his podcast this week. Um, so it's, it's a familiar name. Now, I'm, I'm not saying, you know, Andy's going to have any type of you know, advantage just because Michigan is running a different offense this year. But he is familiar with Harbaugh's tendencies. And, and, and he has, you know, he has faced Harbaugh in the past. Yeah, I'm glad you brought him up. Also, I believe he worked with Chris Ash, uh, head coach at Wisconsin as well. So they, you know, they're familiar with that scheme and, um, you know, it's obviously one that, that was very successful against Michigan just last week. Mm-hmm. Um, of course it's, you know, a little different when you've got Wisconsin's personnel to deploy that scheme right. uh, compared to Rutgers. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, they're going to, going to school on that tape and, 
you know, I think it's it, it's a style play that they're familiar with, comfortable with, anyway. Um, so yeah, yeah, we'll we will see. It'll be uh, uh, I mean, Michigan desperately needs a a you know a bounce back game. Um, yeah, they, they they do. I think they need they need a, a solid game. Like where I mentioned, no turnovers. Move the, they're able to move the football. Um, the defensive line is able to 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 stop the run game. Uh, the Rutgers does. They do have a couple of capable backs um, that that can run the football. So I mean, it's not going to be easy from that perspective. But Michigan needs to have come in and I think play well, play well and, and play confidently, uh, mm-hmm. and give, just to get some momentum kind of going into to, to Iowa. You can check out our score predictions for that game later in the week on MLive.com slash Wolverines in video form. I don't think anyone's going to have a Rutgers upset this week, but stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. (laughs) All right. That wraps it up for this episode of the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. Thank you for listening.